okay, I think autism eats. Five years ago, going out to dinner for the Zahn family was an absolute nightmare. Six-year-old Aiden is autistic. At restaurants, the little boy would quickly grow tired of waiting for the food to arrive and would bolt from the table and grab pizza off of another diner's plate before his father could catch him, which would send Aiden into a tantrum. So the family simply stopped going out to dinner. But Aiden's parents, Leonard and Delphine, knew they weren't the only parents of children with autism who missed going out to dinner. So three years ago, they started Autism Eats, a kind of a supper club for families with children on the autism spectrum. Every three months or so, the Zans book a restaurant with a private room able to accommodate a large group. They consult with the restaurant's management to make sure that the setup is autism-friendly, meaning the food is served buffet or family-style so that there's no waiting. Music and lighting are adjusted to accommodate those with sensitive um, sensory. Since every family who attends has a loved one on the spectrum, there's no need to explain or to apologize or to feel uncomfortable for one of the children's behaviors. More than 100 diners attend, some families driving two or more hours to participate. These evenings out are an opportunity for families who feel isolated by a child's autism to enjoy a night out and to socialize with others who have many of the same joys and oftentimes many of the same challenges. Since the Zans began Autism Eats in their hometown near Boston, chapters have been established in 13 different states with more planning to join. One parent said that these dinners are a blessing for her family. Her words, and I quote, there's no stigma. We can relax. We can have fun. It sounds like a simple thing, but it's so out of reach for us, she says. The crowds, the long waits for food, any surprises are all hard. Our little boy can be himself, and we don't have to worry that we're bothering anyone else's dinner. I took that out of the Boston Globe last December. Autism eats, I think for me, is a living sign of the gospel that you and I heard of today. That everyone has a place at God's family table, even though some of us need a little more help than others to fully participate at the banquet. See, I think if we're truly to be faithful to God's vision for our human family, then we must embrace a faith-centered vision, a vision that sees beyond physical abilities and limitations, mental acumen, ethnic stereotypes, economic distinctions, that at God's table it's simply about 
men and women and children, truly all made in the very same image and likeness of God, in which each one of here has been created. See, in the king's wedding banquet that we heard about in the gospel, well, this banquet is celebrated in many different times, all kinds of places, and everyone has a place at God's table, a table that extends from our own family table in this time and in this place to God's great banquet table in the next. I thought long and hard about that invitation that goes out. So remember that wedding feasts in the time of Jesus usually lasted about a week in length. And usually long in advance because there were no internet connections or even written invitations. People would be invited to the wedding. And then as the time grew closer, people would go out just to remind them. To be invited to a wedding was of great honor and privilege. So it was rare that someone would reject the invitation. Jesus gives the invitation and speaks to the Pharisees and the scribes, the ones who have rejected him, that they didn't want to be at his banquet table. This man eats with sinners. So he tells them, go out. Invite anyone on the streets. And they come in and they all sit at the table, and usually anyone invited to the wedding would have also been given a garment to wear, an appropriate garment. Seemingly, the man who comes in without the wedding garment is someone who probably had rejected the invitation and then snuck in late. He's ill-prepared to join the celebration. See, throughout our lives, for most of us from when we were seven years old, we have been invited over and over and over again to the table to strengthen ourselves, to strengthen our lives, to find the courage, the faith, the hope that we might need for the rest of the week. And yet how often, how often is what we do here just left here and somehow not brought outside to our families, our friends, our neighborhood? And see, Jesus, when he calls us, will you be prepared? Will you put on the garment of compassion? And love? Or is the garment that we wear one of ridicule or jealousy or self-righteousness? I deserve to be here, Father, but they don't. See, Jesus invites us again today to bring whatever it is that 
is making us anxious or fearful or sad invites us to come and to find healing and to find peace. Just a little while ago, I had a young couple, Mary and Ryan, right here in front of me, who were so excited to be here, so excited in their love. In their thank you note to me, they said, we just joined OLV, they're moving back from Chicago, and we can't wait for this new chapter of our lives where we can be at the table with you every week. Jesus calls. Jesus invites. It is he who has set the table. Let us come by the garment of hope and peace, faith, trust, He's waiting for you. He's waiting for me.